Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece Piece of of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece piece of cake. So last week we talked all about budgets, and if you thought budgets were a touchy subject, picking your bridal party can also be a really sensitive topic, has the potential to cause some hurt feelings or some tension. So today we're going to talk about how you pick your bridal party, what things to consider, and then all the responsibilities and things that go along with that. Yeah, we'll help you navigate this touchy subject. So the first thing you have to do is pick your bridal party. I'll talk about who I picked for mine and how many and how that all worked out for me first. So I had six bridesmaids, two were my groom's sisters, and three were a group of my college friends that we were all really close with, and one was my best friend from high school. I also had a couple close friends that I had become closer with throughout college that I was considering whether to include them or not. Um, I ended up not including them and just sticking with my really core group of friends. And looking back, I think that was the right decision. I think you have friends that come and go in your lives at different times for different reasons, but I think it was important for me to stick to that really core group of people. And another note on that is that I'm an only child and so it was really cool for me to be able to incorporate my new sisters into my wedding. They were both a bit younger, around 16 at the time I got married, and so we incorporated them as junior bridesmaids. We use this title just to kind of differentiate the ages and where they wouldn't be included in certain things like the bachelorette party, but they were definitely part of my bridesmaid team and were included in things like getting our nails done and walking with me in the wedding and wearing the bridesmaid dresses and all of that. So like I mentioned, I had six bridesmaids total and I chose one of those bridesmaids as my maid of honor. I went with my childhood through high school best friend She had picked me as maid of honor for her wedding and I decided to pick her for mine. I think it's important to know that you're not obligated to choose someone as your maid of honor who chose you. And there's a lot of thought that goes into this, but you wanna pick someone who's one of your best friends, but also someone who you think is right for the job because it does come with a lot of responsibilities and we'll get more into those later. But looking back, I had another bridesmaid, you might know her, her name's Emily, who really (laughs) stepped up and played a huge role in my wedding and did a lot of the planning. I ended up calling her my chief bridesmaid and uh, it's just something to think about there. It's a really touchy subject. So for my wedding, I chose five bridesmaids. Um, I actually had 
the same group of friends as Brienne. <laughs> so um, Brienne and two of the same friends were also bridesmaids in my wedding. And then I had one other good college friend. And then I also <laughs> included my groom's sister as a bridesmaid. We did a cool thing where his sister was my bridesmaid and my brother was his groomsman, mm-hmm. which was, again, like Brienne mentioned, a great way to just kind of mix the families up and get to know each other before your real family once you're <laughs> married. I had a childhood best friend also, but I ended up not choosing her to be part of my bridal party. And looking back, I actually kind of regret not including her in my wedding at all. I think that I would have rather had her be part of my day in some way. But for my maid of honor, I ended up actually not picking anyone. And kind of my reasoning behind that was... Again, I had a real core group of friends and I had never been a maid of honor in anyone's wedding so I didn't really feel that obligation to pick anyone but I also didn't really want to decide between them so I ended up just not having any maid of honor and instead I kind of divvied up the tasks. I had one friend who's like really great at planning parties. You That's also me. know her, Brianne. <laughs> and so she w- took the lead in like planning my bachelorette party and bridal shower and doing all those fun things and coming to a lot of my appointments with me since she's local and could like come to my dress fitting and those sorts of things. And then I had my other good friend do a lot of the more honorary roles at the wedding. So she got to sign my marriage certificate and be the one standing next to me at the altar. So I think it worked out pretty well, kind of a different approach to it. So now that you've heard how we picked our bridal parties, here's some tips for you when you're thinking about who to choose and the number of people that you want in your bridal party. Number one, consider your budget when you're considering the number of bridesmaids you're choosing because the more bridesmaids that you have, the more money you're going to spend on things related to your bridesmaids and your bridal party in general. This also goes for coordinating all those people because the more bridesmaids you have, the more schedules you have to work with around planning all of your bachelorette party, your bridal shower, and just everything in general that you have to coordinate with them. It gets a lot more complicated with more people. Mm Mm-hmm. And number two to keep in mind is that you are not obligated to anyone. We kind of touched on this with our stories, but just because someone picked you or you were in their wedding or just because someone is a certain family member, like if you have cousins you feel like you need to include, you are not obligated to that. your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Pick who you feel and who you want. Yeah. Exactly. And no one gets to pick for you. We love our moms and our families and they might have some ideas here, but this is your decision. It's a really important one and you want the people standing next to you on your day that are important to you. Number three, the guidance that we found when we were doing our research is that the average number of people is between one and 12. That's a pretty big range for each side. But what we found in actuality is probably more between four and six people for your bridesmaids and groomsmen on -hmm. each side. And we've seen even smaller than that. I've seen weddings where they just have a maid of honor and a best man up there. Yep, and I've actually been to a wedding where they didn't have any bridal party and it worked out just fine too. And if you want to go that route, they did some creative things where they still had a head table and they just had their siblings come and sit with them so they weren't sitting by themselves Mm -hmm. and they still had a good group of people there. So they just wanted it to be a little bit more intimate and just the two of them standing at the altar. So 
there's still options if you decide you don't want to have any bridal party. Yes, another idea on that. I have a friend who had more of a destination wedding, so she wasn't sure how many of her friends would make it or not, and so she decided to just go with family for her bridal party. She just had her sisters and her cousins, and that was a really easy way to clearly make that decision and not worry too much about all of those logistics of coordinating that we were talking about with a big bridal party. Yep. Number four, be very sure when you ask somebody. (laughs) So the honor of being in a wedding isn't something you should take lightly and not something that you should kind of like toss around in conversation or like if you're talking to someone, don't be like, oh, you know, I might have you as a bridesmaid. I'm still (laughs) making decisions because people take that seriously. So, and don't mention it or talk to someone about being in in your wedding until you're sure and you're going to ask them to be in your wedding. Yes, and on the flip side of that, do not assume you're going to be in someone else's wedding or ask someone if you're going to be in their wedding. That makes a super awkward situation and you don't want to put someone in that yeah. situation. Yeah, and you I mean, do you really want to be in someone's wedding if they don't want you there? I don't think so. No. So, just, just awkward. Don't. <laughs> so don't assume and be really clear when you're making your decision. Yep. And last, keep in mind the logistics of everyone walking down the aisle. You don't have to have an even number of people on the bride and groom side. That's common and that's what we both had, but it's super common now that if you don't have it, you can just have one person walk with two people or Brian and I both did this. We had all of the men walk in first with the groom and the officiant and then we had all of our bridesmaids walk in by themselves so that we weren't walking in in pairs. So there's a lot of different ways to have your bridal party actually walk into the ceremony and that can work out better if you have you know different numbers of people or different types of bridal party which we'll go into in a minute. Right so that leads us into our next topic which is picking your groomsmen. I'm going to assume that a lot of you out there who are listening are brides and so most of this decision will be up to your groom but there are some things that you want to think about and coordinate with while he's making that decision. Like we mentioned, a lot of people like to match the numbers of bridesmaids with groomsmen. It looks nice in pictures and it helps with the walking logistics, but you certainly don't have to do that. So think about it, but you're not tied to that number. And then something that seems to be more common now is that The bridal party is not just bridesmaids are all girls and groomsmen are all boys. There's a lot of times now that, you know, the brides have bridesmen and then the (laughs) grooms have grooms women. And we actually had that in my wedding. My husband has a female cousin and a best friend that's a female and that are both super important to him. So they were on his side. And so we had two grooms women and kind of the logistics of that, the men were all wearing gray tuxes in our wedding. And so for the grooms women, I had them get the same dress as our bridesmaids, but in the same color as the groom's men's suits so they were all coordinated and I yes. really liked that. It looked beautifully coordinated in your pictures. Yeah it was fun. The other logistics so for us the bride side you know we got our nails done first we got our <laughs> hair done when we were getting ready and then when there's girls on the groom's side they have to get that stuff done too so I had Ethan's 
groom's women come with us to get our nails done in the morning before the, the wedding and in the morning when we were all getting ready they came and visited and hung out with us and got their hair done and mm-hmm. put their dresses on with us and then they went over and hung out with the guys in the groom's room so they kind of floated back and forth so I think there's a good way to incorporate them and then for the bachelor and bachelorette parties there's kind of two ways to do it you can either split up by gender you know have all the guys go one way and all the girls go the other way or you can split it up and have all of the groom side go to the bachelor party and all of the bride side go to the bachelorette party and that's the way we did it so we talked about bridesmaids and groomsmen but there are also other roles and ways to include people who aren't specifically in your bridal party but are important to the wedding mm-hmm. so some examples of these roles are the flower girl a ring bearer and ushers you can also have readers who might read a poem or some other special passage during the ceremony mm-hmm. i actually had two flower girls in my wedding we chose one younger cousin from my husband's side and one younger cousin from my side and that was a really fun way to incorporate both sides of the family We didn't have a ring bearer because we didn't have like a younger male who would typically be in that role in our family and we didn't think it was necessary for us. And then we were able to incorporate a couple different family members by doing readings in our wedding, which was also really special. Okay, so after you have decided who is going to be in your bridal party and be part of your wedding, you actually have to ask these people. And there are a lot of fun ways you can do this. Emily, I remember when you asked me and you did it in a really fun way. Yeah, so for my bridesmaids, I put together like a little proposal box. I made custom Starbucks cups with their name and bridesmaid label on it. And then I have a bath bomb and some hair scrunchies all in my wedding color Mm -hmm. in it and then I made a little card with some pictures of me and the bridesmaid asking them if they will be a bridesmaid in my wedding. Yeah that was a really fun way. It's not necessary to do something that extravagant but what is really important is just to make it clear that you are asking this person to be in your wedding and with that comes being really clear about communicating your expectations for someone who is going to be in your bridal party. It's important to say these things up front and agree on what's expected if your friend is going to accept being one of your bridesmaids. So we'll go through some of the things that we think are important expectations of the bridal party. Yep, so number one, Brian and I both really agree on this, is that they should attend all the events. And at the minimum, we think those events include the bridal shower, the bachelorette party, the rehearsal dinner, and the whole day of the wedding. So right when you hear that wedding date, you are booking that off in your calendar, making sure that you can be over there for the time that you're needed and showing up at these really important events to your bride. And then above and beyond those minimum requirements, there are a lot of other fun things that bridesmaids could be involved in as well. Yeah, so some things that we did as bridesmaids and brides were dress shopping. We had like a whole fun weekend plan for dress shopping, which included coffee and lunch and a couple different stores. So Mm -hmm. obviously you might not go to that extreme, but there's lots of activities around that. Hair and makeup trial runs bridal shows, any catering tastings or cake tastings you could be involved in. There's a lot of other 
activities that you might be invited to that you can participate in. Another requirement of being in the bridal party is ordering your dress or tux. This is obviously really important and there's a lot of logistics that go into it. You have to be able to go in and get your measurements and get fitted and there's a long lead time on ordering bridesmaid dresses a lot so you have to be communicating about this really early on and making sure to get those ordered as soon as possible. On the flip side, the bride needs to be really clear about communicating that and letting the bridesmaids know when and what to order. So besides committing to time when you say yes to being a bridesmaid or groomsman, you're also really committing to spending some money. The amount of money really depends on the wedding and what the bride and groom pay for is totally up to them. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through a list of like what we paid for in our weddings to kind of give you an idea and then what we had our bridal party pay for. But again, this is really a personal decision. So for my wedding, the things that I decided to pay for for my bridesmaids were their hair and makeup. I specifically chose this one because I wanted my bridesmaids to have updos for the wedding and I don't feel like that's a very easy hairstyle to accomplish on your own so I felt like it was important for me to cover that if I was asking them to have updos. I also covered hotel rooms for the night before the wedding. It was really important for me to have all my girls with me the night before and we had a couple different hotel rooms and some of them stayed in my room and some of them stayed in an adjoining room. So for me, asking that on my bridesmaids, it seemed like that's something that I should be financing if that was important to me. I also got my bridesmaids thank you gifts. And I did something really fun. We got bridesmaid sweatshirts. Those were so fun. I still love mine. <laughs> yes, they were sparkly and said bridesmaid and their name on the back with a cute little bow. And we took so many fun pictures with all of us wearing them. So that was my favorite thing that I bought for my bridesmaids. Probably one of the more spendy things, but totally worth it. We also paid for little things for them, like lunch and coffees on dress shopping days and on the wedding day. I also bought all of my bridesmaids sashes that they could wear at my showers and things like that. And then finally, I paid for getting everyone's nails and toes done. It was important for me that everyone had really uniform nails and mm -hmm. like, the specific look that I wanted and I took them all out and financed that. And then there were some things that I didn't pay for and I expected my bridal party to contribute to. So first thing and most important was the bridesmaid dresses. Although I added the caveat that if they were over a certain dollar value and I was totally in love with them, I would pitch in. We ended up finding relatively affordable ones, but I tried to make that clear because I wasn't gonna ask my bridesmaids to buy $500 dresses or something that they couldn't afford. So I helped out as needed there. I also had my bridesmaids pay for their own shoes. We found these really awesome sparkly wedges that I had most of my bridesmaids buy online. They weren't too expensive and these are something that they can get more use out of later so I felt it was reasonable for them to purchase those. Okay guys, this is the silliest thing I did and I have to admit it. I had my bridesmaids pay for their jewelry but I found their jewelry on this really discounted bulk website and it was only $5 per person for their earrings and necklace set. 
but by the time we were ordering this it was like much closer to the wedding day and I was feeling like so maxed out on my budget I couldn't even fathom spending 30 more dollars on jewelry I think it all comes down to timing when I bought those bridesmaid sweatshirts I mentioned those were like $30 a piece and I spent a lot of money on those but at the time it was like oh yeah sky's the limit we're just starting out let's buy all the things mm -hmm. and then by the end I was like I cannot afford $30 worth of jewelry. So that's kind of a thing to keep in mind along the way and why we gave you those awesome budgeting tips in our last episode. So other things that my bridal party chipped in for, these weren't necessarily things I asked, but they were super awesome and did these things for me. They planned my bachelorette party and financed all of that. We had a wonderful lunch together, and then we went out on a limo ride all around Seattle. We had a fun party at Emily's apartment so with fun. a chocolate fountain, of all <laughs> things. <laughs> and then we went out for a really fun night at the bars in Seattle. So they took care of all of that for me, and that was really amazing. They also bought me a really pretty sash. Oh, and they also made me this really awesome scrapbook that they gave to me on my bachelorette party night. So I was very appreciative of all of that. One other thing I did ask them to pay for was their hotel rooms for the wedding night. So I mentioned that I paid for the night before because we all spent the night together. But then the night of, people kind of broke off into their own separate groups with their significant others. And so I felt like it was reasonable to have them pay for those hotel rooms. So my list is very similar to Brianne's. Some of the things that I paid for that were different, the bridesmaid proposal boxes, like I mentioned before. I also did bride squad shirts for <laughs> dress shopping and other activity days. I did pay for the girls' jewelry, but I did this in a way that I also used that as part of their thank you gift. So the things that I had my bridal party pay for were all basically all the same as Brianne's. Yeah, I think those can be pretty common. Most weddings I've been in, you do pay for your own dress and your own shoes, things like that. I think items that you can get more use out of later, like make a lot more sense for the bridesmaids to finance themselves. So we've talked about some responsibilities of the overall wedding party, but there are some more specific responsibilities that fall on the maid of honor and the best man. So things that would fall on the maid of honor's plate are planning the bridal shower and or the bachelorette party, attending fittings, helping to keep the bride organized. I think that's a really key one here. You need a maid of honor who's organized and on top of all the things. They would also sign the marriage license and then of course they would be expected to prepare a toast. Yep, and then the best man has similar duties on the men's side. He'd plan the bachelor party. He should help coordinate tux rentals and returns for all the groomsmen. He'd also give a toast. And he's also supposed to help coordinate the getaway car for the bride and groom. I haven't necessarily seen that done at all weddings, but one thing in mind is that we did have the groomsmen help with the luggage. They took all of me and Parker's luggage and took it over to our new hotel room that we were going to be staying in for the next night. Mm -hmm. So that was really helpful nice. because I was so busy that day and Parker couldn't see me because it was the wedding day. So they had to come like secretly take the luggage and take it over. So it was just helpful to have them involved in those logistics. Okay, so once you've laid out all these expectations and asked someone to be in your wedding party, 
that person really needs to think about if they can meet those expectations and finance those certain budget items that we would expect the bridal party to pay for. So it's really important to be upfront about these expectations and if someone you asked to be in your bridal party can't meet these or doesn't feel like they're financially able to cover the expenses, it's okay for them to say no and you need to respect that no. So once all of your bridesmaids and groomsmen have actually fulfilled all their duties and <laughs> we've gotten to the wedding or usually this happens at the rehearsal dinner the night before it's important to thank them you know do thank you gifts it doesn't have to be anything super fancy make it something that's meaningful or personal to them but it's really important that you do give them some sort of thank you gift to really say that you appreciate them standing by your side on your wedding and for all of the hard work that they've put in being part of your wedding. Yeah, so for my thank you gifts, I found these cute bridesmaids frames at Hobby Lobby and they were like sparkly and fit with my wedding theme. So I gave those as my gifts and then after the wedding, I got photos printed with each of the bridesmaids individually and then I mailed them out so that they could have photos to put in their frame. Like we've mentioned throughout the episode, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but just expressing your thanks to these people who put in all this time and effort and money for you. So today is extra exciting because we actually have a guest on our podcast. Our friend Andrea is in town visiting from Georgia, and she was actually both of our bridesmaids. So we're really lucky to be able to talk to her today and kind of get the bridesmaid perspective for our podcast. So Andrea, would you like to introduce yourself, talk about how we know each other and your role in our weddings? Yeah. So like you said, I'm Andrea, and I've met both Brianne and Emily in college at the University of Idaho. Go Vandals! <laughs> uh, we all became friends because we were all in the business college, and we kind of became friends early on, and we're actually friends and roommates throughout college, which is why both of them invited me to be one of their bridesmaids. Even though I had moved over to Georgia after graduating, we'd still stayed close. It was a difficult situation and definitely one I had to think about when accepting their proposal because I did live on the other side of the country, which meant I wasn't going to be able to be a part of all the festivities and it also would be not just paying for dresses and nails and that kind of stuff, but also paying for flights to come over to the other side of the country for their weddings as well as the other festivities. So I guess that was something I had to think about, but they both were really good friends of mine and I wasn't going to say no to being a part of their big day. So how did it work for you when thinking about budgeting for these weddings and all the expenses that we had talked about? For me, I think it was really important to be upfront with both of them about their expectations and what I could afford. I wasn't in a job where I really couldn't afford much, but it was important for me to come over for whatever I could. I know with Brienne, she wanted me to be a part of her day when we went and dress shopped and all of that. Mm -hmm. So we were able to kind of work it out where she helped me with some of her flight miles and got me over to the other side of the country so I could be a big part of that. Unfortunately, with Emily's, it didn't really work out, but I was able to kind of jump on FaceTime when they were mm -hmm. going through dresses. <laughs> yeah. So that was a cool Felt experience. Like you right. I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> and then when it came to like wedding showers and all of that, like, of course, I wanted to be a part of that, but it just wasn't feasible for anyone to pay for a flight for something like that. Yeah. So what about bachelorette parties? How do you budget for those? And were you able to attend? Yeah, luckily for Brianne's, we were able to kind of schedule where it was going to be a part of the trip over for the wedding anyways. 
for Emily's, we had been talking about it for a while and how we wanted to make it a big trip. So it was definitely a priority for me to be able to be there and be with my friends and being able to celebrate her. So I made it a priority to get a flight and went as cheap as I could. I know that I went with a spirit flight. That way <laughs> I could save some money and I told Brianne all the things that I needed that I couldn't pack and she made sure to have them. So, you know, finding just ways to make it cheaper on us, but then still to be a big part of the experience. Yeah, there was like a good balance of you coming to all the events, mm -hmm. but even the ones you missed, we FaceTimed and we were like texting all the time to get opinions, so it didn't seem like you were really missing out on anything Yeah, from our perspective, at least as brides. Yeah, I think we really appreciated you prioritizing it, like you said, and like we've mentioned, and making the things happen that needed to happen, even from across the country. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for potential bridesmaids who have been asked to be in weddings and what they should consider? I feel like definitely have a couple tips. One being definitely be open with the bride about what you can and can't afford and what you can make it to because they obviously want you to be a big part of their day so they're going to be flexible and they understand the situation. Another advice that I would give to bridesmaids is to really think about it from the bride's point of view. It's not your day. If it was your day, you'd want people to do the things for you and to show up and be there and try to make it as special as they can for you. So do that for them. It's really important, like maybe there's some things you don't want to do or, you know, it might take an extra day off work or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. but like really showing up and being there and trying to make them a priority in this because it is their wedding. And if it was your big day, you'd want the same from your bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. And then is there anything like, from our point of view that you think we could have done better to better support you as a bridesmaid? Or also, is there anything we did do that was really helpful and made it easier? I think it definitely comes to the open communication. When I was able to tell you guys I wasn't able to come or that I was shorthanded on money for certain things, you guys being able to kind of be flexible with it or you know, being able to work together to prioritize what events are the most important, what you want me at, what you know I could kind of probably be okay with not coming to. And I think you guys both did great in it where you were really just had open communication and helped me along the way and made it easy for me to want to make it your special day. I feel like you guys, neither of you became a bridezilla or anything <laughs> like that. It wasn't hard to be your bridesmaids. It was a lot of fun and it made the money, the time, the travel all worth it. Well, we really appreciate that. We're yeah. very glad to have you as part of our wedding and really glad that you could be here today to chat with us for our podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> all right. So to wrap it all up, here are the three key ingredients to making choosing your bridal party a piece of cake. Number one, there are no rules in picking your bridal party. You don't have to have equal numbers on each side. You aren't obligated to pick anyone, and you can mix genders on either side. Number two, be clear on your expectations and don't make any assumptions. And number three, thank your bridal party. And I think if you follow these tips, then choosing and asking your bridal party will be a, a piece, piece of cake. cake. Thank you for tuning in with us and come back next week for some more wedding planning details. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at Piece of Cake Podcast, or you can email us at Piece of Cake Podcast at Outlook.com. 
So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece piece of of cake. cake.